You're listening to the Chancellor Pink Podcast on Chancellor Pink Radio. Look, it's hard to have faith. It's hard enough to have faith um, and to believe in, shh, yes, I'm going to say the dirty word. So maybe some of you need to cover your ears here and some of you Democrats and or liberals need to leave the room. I'm going to say the word religion. Religion. It's hard enough to still believe that there's nothing wrong wrong with religion, Bill Maher. This is for you too. On your own, uh, you know, just and keep that strength of faith in your own life, let alone when most of your a democratic or liberal leaning uh friends and family and so forth have all gone atheist or profess things that are anti religion anti faith which is the climate we're in now i have to give a lot of credit to the republicans for this because certainly um the ones that are speaking on behalf of the the republicans the right wingers that try to pretend like their religion of course, are repulsive and disgusting to everyone, especially to Jesus. I know this because he told me. Now, here's, the, here's my point. is the, That lady on The Voice said Pence was uh, crazy or hearing voices. He's crazy because he said Jesus spoke to him. And now a lot on the right are asking for an apology or her to be fired. And the bottom line is it was ignorant of her to say that. It's ignorant of people to, to make jokes, for Bill Maher to make jokes about it. Because, you know, what the Constitution, the liberals like to talk about separation of church and state, but it's really the, the main reason that they wanted to separate religion from matters of government was to protect religion from persecution. And, yes, to pre- prevent religious doctrine to control the running of objective third parties and people like us as citizens, but also to protect religion from the interference of the state in their activities and in their freedom. And freedom of religion, you know, the the liberals seem to want to destroy the Constitution. They like the First Amendment, but they don't like the Second, and they don't like freedom of religion, apparently, because um, just because you're a politician doesn't mean you have to give up your faith. doesn't mean you can't make decisions based upon what you believe to be God talking to you. Um, now, can we tell that usually we can tell the difference between a crazy person and a sane person in respect to God talking to them? What, what does that mean to a person of faith versus, you know, a schizophrenic, right? It's two different things. And I think liberals know this, but they're just being nasty. But then you have conservatives and others, uh, who are non-religious, just all atheists saying religion's a scam, if they don't think it's a crazy thing, they think it was a brainwashing technique used by the churches to keep people down, to keep them under them. Obviously, those people have never been religious. They never studied the faith. They have no idea, for example, where Christianity came from. Because no, it was not a process of brainwashing of the masses. It was actually transferred to the masses through people who died for the word of God as they believed it. If you need, if you really think religion is a scam and you think that's the core of people's faith is that they've been duped and they're, and they've been fooled by people in power who made up something in order to keep them in their place. If you believe that to be true, you need to watch a couple movies 
both of which were nominated. Actually, Silence wasn't nominated for Best Picture, and that doesn't make any sense. Silence from Martin Scorsese, which stars Liam Neeson and... um, um, Who's the priest? Who's the other big priest in that? I don't remember. The main priest that we follow. Oh, it's Andrew Garfield, or Garfield, whatever his first name is. Is it Andrew? Anyway, yeah, he's the main priest. And... uh, the guy who plays Darth Vader as a young man in the Star Wars movies, whose name escapes me, he's also in that. But I thought it was a really beautiful movie. And it would it and, and the other movies, The Mission, with Jeremy Irons and Robert De Niro, De Niro, which was also nominated for Best Picture in the eighties, a beautiful music by Ennio Morricone. And it got a number of Oscar nominations. And it's uh a really moving, strange, kind of hard to follow movie, but very moving in a lot of ways. But both of them are about priests, missionaries, trying to spread the word of Jesus who died for it or are otherwise tortured or imprisoned while spreading the word. And so if you see that, you realize that, you know, we Christians got our faith not through a brainwashing scam, but through people going to great pains to spread what they believed in their hearts. Something came along into their lives moved them so strongly that they had to share it. And they did so at great peril, including their own deaths. So, that you might want to ask yourself, if you are a liberal atheist or conservative atheist, you know, if I investigate with an open mind and an open heart, faith, in particular my faith, it happens to be the Catholic faith, the faith in Jesus Christ, a Christian faith, as Woody Allen tried to do allegedly in the movie, in a, a very funny sequence in the movie, uh, Hannah and her sisters, he finds out he thinks he has a tumor and he's dying, a brain tumor, so he suddenly wants to discover God, so he tries to get into all the religions and finds different reasons to put it down. His, you know, his only reason for knocking the funny scene that knocks the Catholic faith is that he tries to buy some artifacts or, or, or trinkets or whatever, and they, they light up and they fall over, and he's stumbling about with all of the gadgets and toys commercializing Jesus <laughs> that he got in trying to be Catholic. There, you know, because there are a lot of symbols, symbols and statues and things. Of, if you see the, you know, the people of strong faith, let's say down in Mexico, there are a lot of carvings and crosses carved into, you know, in their church walls as the stones. And it's very, um, very much, and they have little medals and medallions that they protect themselves from spirits with and heal themselves with. It's very much into that. A lot of the Catholic faith is the super, superstitious trinkets, necklaces, you know, on and on. So, um, and we still do some of that in our in, in the faith, obviously. Um, but that's not discovering the faith. You can go buy a cross. It can light up if you wanted to. You can go buy a chalice, a statuette of Mary. They're just um, symbols that trigger in your memory, and, and people can use them like a rosary to pray on, to sort of meditate and to come into contact with that feeling that truly gets you high when you are connected to a higher power. Now, is it a mental phenomenon? Is it really just you're psyching yourself out? Are you just, you know giving yourself a happy drug by telling yourself a bullshit story and feeding it to yourself and there that that but believing in magic makes you feel good well i mean 
no is the no is the answer for me. But l- let me explain to you if you're if you're an atheist or someone who thinks religion's a scam or thinks that um, the bad right wingers that are giving religion a bad name, the fake, phony, judgmental, hate filled, non Christian Christians that are uh, just the loudest, they're not the majority. Okay, there's a gigantic portion of the Catholic faith that dislikes Trump. There's a there's a gigantic portion <clears throat> of the Christian religion that votes Democrat. There is a uh, there is a large portion of the Catholic faith that is pro-abortion. So, um, you know, it's important to understand that that not all of us. I had a friend who was a Catholic and he was raised Catholic, and he left the church and became Episcopal because. He couldn't, in good faith, stay true to the doctrine. And they do teach you as Catholics that you must accept all of the doctrine or you're not really Catholic. And, um, but I don't believe that because I have talked to Jesus. I'm crazy, like Mike Pence. I've heard Jesus talk to me. I've never heard a voice, never heard words, none of that stuff. But I felt messages from Jesus, and this is what I want to talk about. Holding on to faith and, yes, your religion through which you might feed it is something that is not a delusional self-medication. It is actually something that you is based usually on an experience or experiences, plural, that you've had that have been extremely real, as real as anything else in your life. And you had them because you were open to the possibilities, and the possibilities floored you, and they stay with you. And as much as the rest of life and science seems to make you feel down and make you question it all and make you see all life as a bunch of animals just dying and as much as the story of afterbirth and immortality and another world seems ludicrous in light of everything we see decaying on the ground, um, there's a sense of meaning and love too to this earth a love of the earth and the people on it and that connection that you've, if you have faith, you've connected, you've tapped into that love. You've tapped into that meaning. You felt it and whoo, you go shooting up and it is powerful. And that's God talking to you because you feel things from that and you sense things more and things happen. Things come up in your day, people that are clearly never happen usually that are coincidental to a level of this is because I'm, I've opened myself up to the higher realm of what's going on. Now, I know I'm, I'm spreading myself very thin here as I go off on these, I go off on these, there's so much to talk about. I'm going to try to just really nail it down and make it as fine tuned as I can. But it's a very broad subject. It's a very deep topic. And the reason I'm trying to just at first spread out here real quickly is because I just want the atheist to understand. I want Bill Maher, who would never listen to this. He'd This isn't a mathematics. This isn't a literal interpretation. It is not anti-science at all. The jokes that, you know, science is one thing and religion is another, it's a lie. That's a lie that makes me angry because it's absolutely not true. Because science is God. Because God made science. All science is is man discovering what God already made. We're putting words and formulas to something that we didn't understand because we didn't know it because we didn't make it up because we're not smart enough. We're discovering these great, amazing, incredible things and we're putting humans' language to it and then we're saying, but whoever made them isn't God, isn't quote-unquote God, doesn't love us, doesn't care about us and we're smarter than it. 
because we made it. We made science. We discovered it. Aren't we brilliant, humankind? No. Now, the real great scientists wouldn't say that. They'd say, oh, I don't know. I never claimed to know more. I, I, the more I learn, the more I know I don't know. But I just know that what? You just know that it wasn't made by someone 50 bazillion times smarter than you even? Some being? You really think it's just all accidental? Yet it takes you your entire lifetime studying and being as brilliant as you are to discover it. But it was a fart. It was a big bang fart, bloody pimple pop. <laughs> I mean... The more you discover about science, the more you see how precise it is. There are mutations, there are problems, there are birth defects, there are, you know, cancer in the human being, there are problems that go wrong with biology and the earth, and nothing here is, is, is perfect, but that's because it's alive and throbbing and changing and evolving. It's an organism, all of it, and it is brilliant, as is the human animal. Yes, we are an animal. Yes, we evolved. Yes, it's brilliant. All of it. The process of evolution is genius. The making of the earth. The fact that it is here only because of the distance between it and the sun. That's the only reason life exists here. And the element of water and the mixture of the water with the heat. You know, the more you learn about science, the more you realize it's just too amazing to be an accident. And also... You watch animals love their their newborns, care for. No, not all of them, right? I mean, what? Some of the birds bite off the heads of their children. I don't know. I've read some things. Whatever. People always bring up examples, extreme examples, to pretend like, and so therefore, we're all serial killers at heart. Next. No, we're not. <laughs> we are all of us meant to be adored. We are all of us meant to love at heart. We are all of us at our genesis a part of this brilliance, this creation that is genius that the scientists keep discovering more of in a way that we can see just how brilliant it is. Each new scientific discovery explains more that there is a God because it shows how complex and amazing everything is to a level where it had to be created by a brilliant entity. And more importantly, I think we discover more and more elements of love. I think the web of the earth and the universe is a web of love. It's a web of interaction and balance and concern for each element. It's, it, it holds itself up because it gives a fuck about everything in it. Like a community, like a church, like a religion, like a family, like a couple. Everything in the universe is loving and supportive the way people in shh religion try to be to one another, where they actually talk about the elements of what's underneath it all. And that's, where, that's why it's great to go to church or great to be a part of a religion because you can actually get together with other people who believe that there is a loving force underneath it all. And if you pick a religion close enough to what you believe, you can talk about that. Back to my friend, he became an Episcopal because he thought he had to believe everything the Catholics believe. I was in love with this one priest once on television. I thought he was fabulous. He was brilliant. He was long since dead. It was old films, but I loved the way he preached. So powerful. But then one day, he said, if you don't go to confession in a confessional with a priest, a priest, no confessional is valid. And even if you do it in church, there is a rule where if you stand in public and confess your sins in that proclamation of faith amongst your brothers, that's only a temporary 
okay confession. You have to hurry up and get to a, conf- a real confession real soon or their sins will no longer be forgiven. And, and, and he just said a couple whacked out things like that where although I believe in sa- the sacraments of the Catholic Church and think they're wonderful things, I also think that much of it is ritual and it's a beautiful ritual and it has a power to it. But I don't think it's a law that, he, like he was saying, you will go to hell. It is a mortal sin if you don't do it. And I include going to Mass for that. Because with all the evil and the wrongs of the world and all the terrible things that are done, uh, lapse, lapsing in your behaviors of faith and your rituals, uh, if that is what sends you to an eternal damnation, then there isn't love and support at the at the center of the universe. There's judgment, small mindedness, and and condemnation. And I don't. That's just not scientific. That's not true. We can see that there is love and support and nurturing at the center of everything in life. So that's the way God is, and that's what Jesus said He is. And for some of the rules. Uh, he he laid down some pretty strict statements, but not really, because at the end of the day, Jesus said that you had to turn the other cheek, that you had to forgive. Uh, there are way too many passages in the New Testament that talk about forgiveness. Um, I wrote a song about one of them called 70 Times 7. It's a passage most people need to read over and over and over again. I don't know Bible verses by book and chapter although I do read the Bible regularly. Um, but it's a section where one of, the, one of the followers or disciples asked Jesus, you know, how many times do I have to forgive my brother, Jesus? You know, if, if he sins and I forgive him and he does it again, how many times do I have to keep forgiving him if he keeps sinning? Seven times? And Jesus says, no, I tell you 70 times, seven times. And he says, you know, concentrate on the speck in your own... uh, Before you concentrate on the speck in your brother's eye, concentrate on the log in your own. I just think that's heavy shit, man. And that's something I've, I've personally experienced in my life from way too many people. Too many people looking at specks in my eyes and not the logs in their own. You know, and I'm always pulling logs out of my eyes. Um, so I, I can say this and know there's no judgment on me here. Um, I'm very self-reflective, self-condemning, self-effacing to the point where it hurts me. I mean, people like people that, you know, throw their chests out and blow hard on bullshit and pretend they're better than they are. That's what attracts people to people. So uh, the fact that I am more into the true teachings of Jesus in terms of being humble and understanding my flaws has done me damage in the workplace everywhere. I mean, it doesn't get you ahead. To be a Christian, really, if you live according to the true principles of the Christian faith, you know, you certainly wouldn't be Donald Trump bragging on everything you do. You're the greatest. I mean, that's not Christian at all. And calling people names and saying this person and that person are all flawed. I mean, how any true Christian could how these how the evangelicals could follow him, I think. You want to talk about who's going to hell. Anybody that calls himself an evangelical that's believing in him just because he's, you know, pretending to be pro or anti-abortion for them and putting right-wing Supreme Court justices in who will try to turn around Roe v. Wade. Therefore, they support him. It's ridiculous. He's, he is the biggest 
slime ball ever. And, um, you know, he's proving it every day. And uh, I know there's a God because there's got to be a judgment for someone like him. And taking a step back again away from the science of it all and the idea of justice at the end of it all, which is another whole topic. I mean, you may not believe that there is any justice, that there is any meaning, and that we die and people that have lived better lives because they were richer and screwed people over more to enjoy themselves, they got away with it. And the rest of us who tried to live humble lives and worked hard and gave what we could to everyone else and, you know, worked worked not for gain but to just, you know, do the right thing, we were idiots. We were buffoons. We were fooled by our stupid belief in something that obviously isn't there. All that's there is animal existence to each his own. It's a dog-eat-dog world. Climb to the top. Get what you can. Don't screw over your brother. Just live by the moral rule of, you know, be a nice person. Don't screw over your brother. Too bad. But, hey, get what you can. Grab what you can. If that's what you th- – is that all you think that there is to human existence – and if you think that animals are better than humans because, you know, they're not devious enough to think bad things, even as they bite humans all the time and shit all over their property <laughs> and leave their stupid air everywhere. And even as if they would, you know, be pretty much worthless without, uh, you know, uh, this earth, which was not created for them. If, if you think that we are we are an animal, we are an animal, okay, then then why wasn't why the law of the jungle then, right? And then if man's bigger, then he's going to take out the other animals to make more room for himself. So I just don't understand the liberal thinking that a an animal that we are a we are animals and b animals are better than us. <laughs> the stupider animals are better than us. No, if you believe that we're all just animals, then mankind, of course, has. Like any animal, like a lion does. Do you, you, do you not watch the animal kingdom? Do you not watch television? They kill, they kill, <laughs> the animals kill each other all the time. Fish eat fish. I mean, they butcher each other. They kill each other for food. What do you think they're eating? Berries and fucking nuts? I mean, insects kill each other. Spiders create webs. We think spiders are amazing, brilliant things. They kill fucking things, okay? So if mankind is the superior animal because he's smarter, he's going to kill to live. So what, then don't judge him and be a vegan and say, I'm an atheist vegan because if you kill animals, you're evil. What? Animals kill animals. Are they evil? No, they're wonderful. Let's protect them. It's, it's illogical. It's inane. It's inane. So, I mean, look, stay true to one least fucking line of logic. If you're going to bash all religion and faith as a scam and evil and wrong, then at least accept the fact that it's perfectly fine to slaughter a a, a cow and eat the fuck out of it, okay? And if you want to eat its entrails, go for it. I mean, whatever the fuck it takes, right? Because we're just fucking animals. I mean, at least stay consistent if you're going to go that route. If there's no meaning to anything and we're all just an evolved animal life form that has no love or connection to any higher power of any kind, then we should just slaughter each other to be quite honest. Why even live by any rules of ethics? Because this is your one chance to be alive on this planet, animal. Take what you can. Get away with whatever you can. Yeah, including murder. Who cares? Right? I mean, honest to God, if that's your line of thinking, that's where it goes, unless you're a moron. See, what people do, these so-called intellectual liberals, whatever, they take their line of thought only so far, and then they stop it. And they say, no, but I'm also an ethical animal. And so, therefore, that's why I don't kill. And I'm the animal who does it, who survives without killing. I'm the animal who's superior to all other animals 
including his own kind. (laughs) I know that this is my only life, but I do not steal money and I would not kill my fellow man or another animal and I will live in my little perfect world and just make lots of money and be very rich and have lots of sex (laughs) and live a superior animal existence. (laughs) But of course... That's just pompous horseshit. You want to talk about what's fake and what's a scam, it's those, that kind of liberal thinking. Okay, the kind of thinking that you put yourself in a perfect little world where you're, the, you're superior to everybody. It's a lie. Those same people, including Bill Maher, you don't even want to know the shit they do on the side, including blasting their brains out with pot all the time or whatever else they're stuffing in their bodies so that they don't have to deal with reality because they don't like reality, because they don't have hope, because they don't have faith. Because they don't see meaning in anything. And they don't believe in any justice. So they got to stay high all the fucking time. Or rich. Or diving into a, a vat of vagina. Or whatever the hell it is they got to take in their life. To, to avoid the fact that at the end of the day. They're terrified of death. And Bill Maher said this multiple times. He's terrified of death. Because he doesn't believe there's anything after. Meh, that's part of it. Because there may not be. I'm not sure how much I, I believe in a heaven. 50, 50, I'm 50-50. But I believe that there's, there will be meaning in my death if I live a noble life of faith. That I believe in. I believe there will be a greater blessing to the universe and to all of life that will benefit me somehow that I'm unaware of right now. Because I'm not smart enough to know all the secrets of the universe right now. But I believe that my, if I live a good life, a better life, and a life connected to that life source that I believe in and that moral code that I believe it comes from that life source of preserving each other and caring for your fellow man, I believe that that will somehow become something beautiful after I'm gone in some way that I'm not aware of right now. And I do believe that the people that live ugly lives will in some way or form, you know, pay for it in the sense of not enjoying the beautiful whatever that is the eternity of life form. I think one of the best arguments for religion is the laws of physics. Again, back to science, which say that for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And that energy uh, never dissipates fully. It just changes form. And these are two natural rules that the scientists prove and what is a human life but a force of energy and a um, something happens and then when it dies that is also something happening in the realm of physics um, there is a release of energy and a decay of the body in the physical world you know what is that transferring into we can't see it, but we can smell it. Just like someone goes to the bathroom. Why do you think we're smelling something? There are particles in the air. A great scene from the movie, uh, The Ice... Oh, what was it called? The Ice Princess. No, The Ice Fall or The Ice Cage. or An Ang Lee film. Uh, or Sigourney Weaver and Kevin Klein. And but uh, one of the kids, kind of an odd kid, I guess, is played by Elijah Wood, and he's doing his um, show and tell, whatever, for school, and he talks about smelling farts and the, the fact that all forms of life take different forms when they, then even when they leave the body, it is an element that we are sensing in a different way. Even waste has other elements to it, 
and all of his students are weirded out. The ice storm. It's called the ice storm. They're all freaked out. But um, I think in a weird way, it's extremely beautiful. And it is about the essence of human being and life. And even when it decays, there are physical elements that are drifting off into the air. And where are they going? Where does anything go? It just dissipates and fades away. It's sucked away. It's transformed from one thing to another, like carbon monoxide and oxygen, changing form through the laws of chemistry, right? This is all beautiful, really, and all very complicated and amazing, and it shows the interrelation of life to one another. And I believe what the Christian faith shows, if you investigate it, If you take the time to open your heart and mind to a real investigation of what it means to feel faith, you may have an experience. You may have an experience, as I've had multiple times in my life, where you connected to this higher power and you knew it was that. And it wasn't fooling yourself. It happens. And you can't deny it. And it's a reality. And to turn your back on that is to turn your back on the fact that you need sleep every night or you'll get tired or to turn your back on the fact that if you don't hit the brakes at a red light, you're going to fly through an intersection that could very well have an accident. They're just realities. And you learn them and you deal with them and you accept them. And one of them is if you spend some time committing to the idea of a loving God who's listening to you, you don't have to think it's crazy to think every little person here is being heard. Are you kidding me? Do you, again, have you paid no attention to the science? You'd, you'd, you'd have been thought crazy if you thought half the shit that happens that we now have proven fact of ever happened, right? It, it used to not be believed. I mean, Galileo was thrown out of the church because he disagreed with the idea that the world was flat. I mean, they did they threw him out because they thought it was anti-religion to disagree with the... Now, that's, again, you could use that as an example against religion, but they had some power back then. But it's not. Look, yeah, religion tends to fight against science only because science has been trying to explain away religion. Now, Galileo wasn't. He wasn't trying. He, he remained a strong person of faith his entire life. There are people that believe in science and believe in faith, but then there are also the scientists, lots and lots of them growing in our culture today, who are trying to kill off religion, who think that religion, even when... It, believed for the righteous reasons it's believed, even when it's true faith, is some sort of evil that's destroying our culture and our world. It's not true. While it is true that many have used religion in their stupid, angry way to justify something they believe and hate their fellow man who doesn't believe it, that's true. But that has nothing to do with religion, really. That has to do with mankind. That has to do with the flaws of people. If it wasn't religion, it would be something else. It is something else. People hate on each other and, and, and kill one another and steal from each other for all kinds of reasons that have nothing to do with religion. Yes, they do it because of their belief in religions too, but they do it for all kinds of reasons. And you know, You're not going to make mankind better if you take away religion. You're not. They'll just find another reason to hate each other. And the bottom line is if they follow the faith, and I don't care which faith it is, if they follow it true to its essence and it comes from within and it's something they believe because they open their heart and mind to it and study it and they live it, they're not going to be Mike Pence. They're not going to be Donald Trump. They're not going to be the Muslims that are terrorists, okay? You know, even the Muslim faith 
if you take it in your heart and believe it, uh, you're not going to persecute women to the level that the radical Islamists do. Um, there may be elements that need revised, but the people that constantly stay in touch with their faith are revising them. Case in point, our current Pope. Pope Francis is very much into the modernization and revision of ideas because he is truly in touch with the spirit of Christ. And when he, when he talks and when, and when he feels, he, he shares the obvious Christian response that he has tapped into. And it irks a lot of Catholics. It irks a lot of conservatives because you know, it is it is a voice that is not judgmental, as judgmental as they are. And it's a voice that um, speaks more about compassion, which is, at the end of the day, the message of Jesus, and frankly, the message of faith, and frankly, the mess of, message of religion. So why should we take compassion out of our society? Why should we hate on compassion? And also, why should we pretend in this country where we have the freedom worship that it's you should wreck you should um, criticize and ridicule publicly those who worship I, I don't understand why when churches are being shot up by these crazed gunmen people still engage in hate speech or mocking speech on national television like on the view against people of faith I don't understand why when the people of faith are being murdered, um, people are still thinking it's okay to stir up more hate against religion. I don't understand why Bill Maher has to take down religion on his show. I think he has a lot of guests on that are liberal that are that have strong faith, and whenever they bother to tell him about their faith or why they have it, they do I think a beautiful job, and he always gets very angry. He gets very angry. It's like anybody who would say they don't believe in pot because they think that any form of regular substance abuse is still a gateway to other abuse, which many people who know a lot and have studied a lot about substance use will still say to this day. That marijuana may be very prevalent today, but there are people who can handle substance abuse and there are people who can't. And if you couldn't handle alcohol, you shouldn't be doing pot all the time because you're a person who can't handle substance use of any kind. And one will lead to the next to another of some more serious drug. Now, if you're a person who handles substances fine, then maybe you can drink fine your whole life. Or maybe you can smoke pot every day and handle it fine because you're not an abuser. Maybe Bill Maher, he seems to be perfectly functional in his life, in his world, using substances to the level he does. So he's not a person who's an abuser. But that doesn't mean pot should all be opened up to everyone because what you're opening up then is a substance to a lot of people who will abuse it who are abusers genetically, who don't have the control that Bill Maher has, and it will lead them to heroin and other addiction, and it will ruin their lives. So, I mean, you have to keep a lid on it to some degree. Let's not just talk like everybody should be smoking weed every day any more than everybody should be drinking alcohol every day. I mean, these, these are still substances that can lead to very serious problems for some people, and we have to be careful in how we monitor them. Now, should it be illegal to have pot? No, and I think our country's finally coming to that conclusion, logical conclusion. But just because you happen to do well with it doesn't mean you need to ridicule or mock anyone who thinks that maybe we should still regulate it, right? Shouldn't we talk in terms of regulation still of any substance? Of course we should. 
because people left to their own devices always abuse things and ruin it. That's why we regulate cars and it's why we should regulate more guns. Same reason, because people will find a way to destroy themselves by abusing a privilege of something that is dangerous, potentially dangerous, like marijuana, yeah, like alcohol, like guns, like cars. Sex, I don't agree with. I don't think there's anything potentially dangerous about sex. I don't understand why we regulate that in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I think prostitution should be legalized. I should maybe make an entire podcast on sex and prostitution because I just I think it's something that needs to be discussed. And for whatever reason, we're never going to do that, apparently, ever. That's never going to be on the table. And I think that's madness because I think people should be able to pay for sex whenever they want to. It's a transaction. It's something two people want to do. And if it's and if it's above board, sure you could regulate it. I guess for health reasons, right? You regulate it like you like you would food, the Food and Drug Administration, right? You want so you, you would have some special government entity regulating or just testing, you know, the prostitutes, the process, the, the cleanliness of the establishments, so that we wouldn't be spreading disease. Okay, I understand that. That makes sense. In fact, that sounds great. Let's do that. <laughs> Let's do that tomorrow. Let's create this organization. What do you want to call it? Uh, the Clean Prostitute Act. The CPAP. No, they already have that for people that have sleep apnea. They use the CPAP machine. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm just going to wrap this up and say, I believe that if you took some time to have faith, you might be amazed at what it feels like to have it. And then you, even if you wouldn't come to the conclusion that, you know what, you want to study and, and become a person of faith yourself more, you'd at least get off the backs of the people that are, that are actually religious in a good way. And there are tons of them. There are millions of them, billions of them. There are billions of people in this world who actually practice the faith of any religion appropriately and are wonderful people because of it. It helps them. And you don't know they're wrong, so back off. You don't know, and it's not crazy when you feel it and when you believe it. It's not voices in your head, and it's not judgment of others. It's not a cult. It is a sense of a personal connection to a God that you believe in, an entity that, that you've connected with. It fills you with love. It fills you with hope and joy. It makes you want to treat people better, not worse. And it makes you uh, live a better life overall, and um, if you take it to heart, it really does. And, uh, and, and no, you don't run around judging other people at all. If anything, you just want to share your joy with them. If you're talking about religion, nine times out of ten, again, watch the movie Silence. You know, you're, you're, you're just wanting to touch. You're wanting people to feel this, this beautiful thing you're feeling. That's really, that's really the reason you, you're spreading the word. Whereas atheism, what are they spreading? They're spreading negativism. I mean, hey, I want you to be as scared of death as I am. <laughs> I want you to. I want you to realize how hopeless it all is. Come on, join my club. That's not exactly a cause worthy of spreading. So, so look, I don't say silence the atheists. Everybody's entitled to have any feeling they want. I totally love a lot of atheists. I think they're great thinkers, great people, brilliant in their fields, whatever they are. But I do think there's a, there's a phenomenon, a problem developing right now, at least in the United States, where the atheists are stepping over the line. They're crossing that line. They're taking pot shots at people of faith all the time. And it's out of line and it's wrong. And it violates the Constitution. 
And as an attorney, I might start thinking of taking up a, a, a giant lawsuit of civil rights violations against a lot of the atheists in our country today just because something needs to, like, put a fire hose on them and get them to back the fuck up, okay? Because you can have your liberal atheist beliefs or conservative atheist beliefs all you want, and that's fine. But the truth is, when I'm talking about my faith, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to judge you. I'm trying to share. So let me talk. You don't have to listen. Turn the channel. Look, when a, when a person said, who was it? It was Billy, Bill, Billy Crystal. He tweeted once something like a joke. or It wasn't really even a joke. It was like, okay, I understand there's homosexual shows on television now, but do I have to see it? I'm turning the channel. I see two guys kissing. You can make that stuff, but why do I have to have to see that even by accident? And everybody jumped on him because it's like being free to do it means you're going to see it, pal. Too bad. Live with it. If we're allowed to be gay now publicly and openly, then you're going to have to get used to seeing guys kiss each other. Don't stick us in a closet somewhere. And I completely agreed with that, and I completely understand that. Well, guess what, gays who hate religion? And guess what, liberals who hated on Billy Crystal for saying that? The same's fucking true for me talking about Jesus Christ. You're just going to have to eat it. If I want to tweet about Jesus... Just fucking don't read it or see it. Flip, turn the channel. That's what they told Billy Crystal. Turn the channel. Well, guess what? Turn the channel. You know, or if you want to watch it, watch it. Maybe, guess what? Maybe Call Me By Your Name is actually a very good movie. So I, you watch it even though you're not gay. And maybe Silence is actually a very good movie. So you watch it even though you're not a person of faith. You know, and maybe when you watch a movie, you come to understand more how other people are that aren't you. And maybe even... You become gay. Who knows? Or, maybe, or you become a Christian. Who knows? Is that so awful? Would it be so awful if maybe if you watch a gay movie, you realize, you know what? I think I've been a closet homo all my life, and you become gay. No, what's wrong with that? Nothing. That's great. That movie might have saved you from persecuting yourself the rest of your life because you lived in denial. Well, the same thing is true for faith. Maybe if you spend a little time investigating it, you'll discover that you've been in denial of something that inside yourself you were hungering for, which was a loving God that actually you kind of wished was true, but you just didn't think it was. But when you gave your chance to find it, it was true for you. You do believe in God. How about that? And the rest of your life, you feel this joy that you never would have had if you hadn't spent a few minutes opening up your fucking mind to it instead of condemning everybody who opens up their mouths to it, okay? So back off, atheists. Back off. And people, you don't want to have faith. That's your privilege. But this is America, right? I'm allowed to believe in God. I'm allowed to talk about it. I'm allowed to be filled with joy because of it. And I'm telling you, I am telling you, you can take your little characterizations and comical, you know, stories about religion and your, 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 your you know, it's all the swindlers. You could take that like 10% of the shitheads that happen to be the loudmouths and you could pretend that that's everybody of faith and that's religion. You can make your little movie, Bill Maher, religious and say, these wackos I talk to, they are religion. Or how about you talk to the other 90 fucking percent of the people that actually practice religion? How about you do a movie that's a little bit more open-minded and you actually talk to people about their faith and where they're coming from and you find out they're not crazy. They're not whacked out. They don't believe in extreme, bizarre things. They just have a deep inner love and a faith of connection the same way someone meditating does, the same way somebody does when they kiss a pretty girl. The same way you feel when your baby's born or when you, or one of your children does something that makes you proud inside. 
The same way you feel when you water your plants and you see them grow and you see the flowers blossom. The same way you feel when you look at a waterfall. Maybe that's how they feel when they pray. Maybe the same reason you atheists go to an ocean or go to a mountaintop. Go out into nature all the time. Why do you go out into nature all the time? What's out there for you? It's just a bunch of fucking rocks and trees and shit. It's all meaningless. Light a match, it's gone. Why, why, why are you wasting time out in that shit? Why are you putting pictures of it all over your Facebook, Mr. Atheist, Mrs. Atheist? Why are you photographing your food, for Christ's sake? That's just like some fucking thing that was on a tree once. Chopped up. Who cares? You know? <laughs> you know why? Because there's a beauty in all of it. There's a beauty in cooking. There's a beauty in the trees and the waterfalls and nature that comes from something that you can't define. And so you photograph it and you share it because it's beautiful. Well, guess what? Just keep looking into that. I, I, I say you're onto something there. Keep on investigating that same idea. Just take it deeper and deeper to the meaning of existence. And then, and then, take it within yourself. Take that same concept of investigation and open that eye and look within yourself. And find that place where you're connected to outside yourself in a big way while at the same time connecting it inside yourself in an introspective way. And that's where the conversation begins between you and the higher power. And that is what hearing from Jesus is. It's when you are connected, you allow yourself to be open to the magical, amazing, yet unexplained power of the universe. And you're also, at that same time that you're open to that, very humbly introspective and aligned with it to your core as a person. And there's a flow, there's a transference, there's a back and forth of energy that is wonderful, can feed you for a month. Uh, it doesn't happen all the time where you click in that way. Uh, the more you meditate or pray, the more you can get good at building up that feeling. But Look, it takes a lot of work to keep faith. It's so easy to lose sight of the universe, to look up and, and, and to just see clouds or just see some blackness. You know, it's hard to remember when we look up the amazing wonderfulness up there. And when we look down, the amazing wonderfulness right under our feet, crawling underneath us and growing <laughs> even in the mirror, the wonderfulness of us. It's hard to be grateful and to appreciate life in all of its forms at all times. It's easy to get lost in the disputes of today, in the thoughts and words and problems of today. But don't let yourself get lost. Stay on the path of faith. Stay on that higher faith, that belief in a higher power. Don't be afraid to hold on to your religion. Don't be afraid to hold on to a belief in a God, in a loving God, and to a meaning to it all. Because just a little, a little work on that on a regular basis, and it will turn your life around again. Just a little bit more effort, keeping a firm grip on that crazy, nutty idea that somebody loves us. And you'll be amazed at how loved you feel and how much more you love other people then and how much better you are to them and then how much better they are to you and the good things and blessings just start happening because you you decided to stop bitching and complaining and 
believing that nothing matters, and you decided to start again to believe in something and, and to actually think that maybe you are loved. Maybe this matters. Your little insignificant existence maybe is way more significant than you realize. And when you start thinking that way and living that way and opening up to that, I guarantee you, you'll stop bashing religion at the very least. You'll stop bashing religion and people of faith. And I think you'll increase the possibility that you yourself will either come back to the faith or discover it for the first time and start living a life of faith. And you'll then you'll guess what? You want to find a church to go practice in. That's why we have religion, the evil religion is, because all religion is is the people that say, yeah, I believe that too. Let's get together. It's a way to have communion with other people that believe what you believe. That's what religion is. It's, it's, it's like, so you don't have to be alone on an island with your faith feeling like, am I the only one that feels this wonderful thing that believes this thing? No, there are other people. Go find them. Go find them in a church. And they named the church. And there is a certain religion associated with those beliefs that you all share. So they called that a religion. It's all okay. These aren't scary words. Trust me. And yet we're dying for it. To this day, people are coming in and shooting us dead for this. Think about this. We're being killed because we believe in something that feels good. That's that's funny. That's kind of funny. And liberals, I don't know, they're joining the they're joining in on the hate parade. So, look, I'm a liberal. I'm a Democrat, but I gotta I gotta say, stop stop the hate. And 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 for those of you who do, do have faith or or one time had faith, I encourage you work on it again. It takes some effort to, to, to try and believe again. It's worth it. And, um, I love you. Yabba da boopa.